Hi, welcome to the Soul Journer Podcast, where you get to reclaim your confidence and clarity holistically through the many facets that make you, you. Let's create the life our souls have been craving. I'm your host, Amberly Ann Drake. Let's journey on. Hello, hello, Soul Journers. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm here with Trish Corley. I wanted to really quickly, before we dove in today, reference the fact that for a few episodes now, I feel like I've been falling into the pattern of saying Sojourner Sisters. And I think that comes from the fact that most of the people in my Facebook group and in my following on Instagram and all the things are like 95% women. But I do know that there are men who are tuning in too. Um, my dad messaged me and was like, I love your podcast. Cause of course he does. And, um, I'm like, there are dudes tuning into my podcast as well. And I wanted to also reference that. However, your beautiful soul identifies, um, that sister or no, uh, you are a sojourner. And so from now on, I'm going to be referring to my beautiful podcast listeners as sojourners. So there you go. I just wanted to kind of presence that and presence that I noticed myself falling into a pattern of just familiarity. Um, I know that my community is called Sojourner Sisterhood, and I may very well be changing that. So um, it may just turn into Sojourners. Who knows? Uh, but right now, I will be calling you guys Sojourners. So thank you for hanging with me on figuring all this out, finding my voice more authentically, and then. Um, seeing everyone who is responding to my podcast has really been eye-opening. It's a new experience for me. And so I'm on this journey as much as you guys are on your journey. So I want to turn this over to Trish. Trish Corley is my amazing, beautiful mentor. Um, I just finished her 200-hour teacher training program, Power to Lead, uh, at her studio, New Angle Yoga in Oklahoma City. And I just love her. She has brought so much. Um... Oh, no. I didn't <laughs> I started like getting really emotional. She's brought so much of my voice out um, and she has helped me become the woman that I am today. And so I'm like really, really excited to have her with me. Uh, Trish, take it away. How did you get here in your journey and tell us a little bit about your yoga story and what we're going to talk about today. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. And um, you know, Amber gave me a little heads up that she was going to ask me to say, how did I get here? And I was a little like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to answer that. And though you just really answered it, Amber, in, um, in what you just shared with um, your experience with me, it's, it's uh, step by step being with students and other uh, yogis and just people in general that I've um, been able to empower and see um, them grow into their their true self really is all it is. Um, and so that's what's, um, I guess, more kept me on the journey and gotten me to where I am now as the um, owner and founder of New Angle Yoga, the studio that you mentioned in Oklahoma City. Um, my yoga journey, you know, I don't have an exact date when it started. Um, it started more as um, jump into some of the classes at the gym that I belong to because I didn't want to do the hard classes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> And then um, really what happened, um, it was about 2007, I think. I could be off by a year or two. I am a physical therapist, and I did traveling physical therapy. And one of my spots was in Austin. And I thought, well, I'm in Austin. This is the place um, 
to do yoga. So rather than joining a gym, I'm going to run. I was a big runner at the time. So I did a lot of running around Town Lake and I went to Yoga Yoga in Austin, Texas. And um, they served me chai tea afterwards and I fell in love. <laughs> I love that. That would have been like my cue to go. I would have been like, my. Yeah, I didn't, know what, <laughs> I didn't know what chai was. Um, and then I tasted it and I was like, this is delicious. And something just happened in that room that I really liked. And um, so fast forward, I, I traveled around for a little bit and then I um, landed in Houston, which is where I ended up staying for a long time. And um, that's really where I got into my yoga practice. I, I went to a couple studios, but I landed at Yoga One, uh, which is now um, Yoga Works. But um, I just kept going uh, to classes. Um, primarily, I committed to going regularly uh, because I was training for marathons. And the physical therapist in me said, you got to do a little more stretching than 30 seconds before and after an 18 mile run. So you'll go once a week instead of an extra run. And, um, but through that process, I just kept finding myself going back and eventually I canceled my gym membership. Um, now, sadly, I don't run, I just do <laughs> yoga. But, um, at that studio, um, I ended up doing a yoga teacher training. And then from there, it just sort of took off. I just fell in love with teaching. And um, one of my teachers, Roger Rippey, who was uh, one of the co-owners of uh, Yoga One, uh, was a Baptiste trained teacher. And he really brought me um, into the practices of Baron Baptiste's uh, power yoga. And I remember walking into the studio and Roger and another student talking about going to level one with Baron Baptiste. And I said, I want to go, but I can't because... and. Roger stopped me and said, that's an excuse. <laughs> and I got really clear, like, I wanted to do this. And then, and so, yeah, I went to level one, and then I've just been studying um, with Baron Baptiste and his um, teachers as well. And then I moved, uh, fast forward, I moved to Singapore. That's where New Angle Yoga was born. Who we took and a I, we took a sharp left turn right there. Really like, travel turn oh, on the other side Texas, of the world. Texas, Singapore. <laughs> yeah, Singapore. My husband is in the oil and gas business, and he had an opportunity to. He actually has his own business too. He brought his business out there while there was um, some great traction for him. And um, I went not knowing what I was going to do. Um, not sure if I would do physical therapy, yoga. Well, I lie. In my heart, I knew I was going to teach yoga, and. Um, and I did. And then I started New Angle Yoga. And it started with teaching some private classes, working at some other studios, and then eventually working, uh, putting out some workshops that went really well. And then the big thing I did was put out my first 200 hour yoga teacher training. I was so worried that no one would sign up. <laughs> and, um, and people did. And I fell in love with really, really like, I love teaching yoga classes. And I love having the studio and my passion really lies in um, leading people into um, like teacher training or just an in-depth um, uh, workshops where they get to experience more than just the asana part of yoga. So um, that's how you, I got to know you, Amber, was that 200 hour teacher training. So. Yeah. And there's something, there's something about, oh wait, you're still in Singapore. Hold on. <laughs> you're still in Singapore. Yeah. We're now in Oklahoma city. I think you missed a step. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. How did, I get like, I how did you, you meet me? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were saying there was some, um, sometimes some of my settings on different um, software still says I'm in Singapore. So I thought. Oh, that's hilarious. No. I was saying I was still in Singapore. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still in Oklahoma Singapore. City. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so in Singapore, um, I led three trainings and then I had, you know, 40 yoga teachers trained and looking for space to teach Baptiste yoga. And um, they found spaces, but I wanted to uh, create that space. And so I started the hunt um, for, you know, I went out with a realtor and looked for space. And, um, and then as it would be uh, the Singapore government um, and their ways of giving visas made it really challenging for my husband and I to stay and have successful businesses there. Mm-hmm. So we, we loved the country. We didn't really want to leave, but um, it just made sense for us to leave. So we had to pick anywhere in the world to live. And people are like, why Oklahoma? I still, um, I know why. And I still am wondering why, <laughs> why Oklahoma city? Oklahoma city is an amazing place. Guys come visit us. It is. And I think it says a lot. Like I chose, you know, I, I'm from New Jersey. I lived in New York city, Houston, Austin, San Francisco, San Diego, and Singapore have all been home. And um, here I am in uh, choosing Oklahoma city. And the, and the real reason why is um, that this was a city that didn't have a Baptiste yoga studio or a big influence of Baptiste yoga. And also a city that um, as anyone knows that's visited here or lives here is um, it's on the rise and it's booming mm-hmm. and it's a really exciting city to be in right now. So um, that, and my husband did grow up in Norman and um, him having access to actually using his season tickets uh, for the football games, that was a big bonus. And I love yeah. that that's like the first thing you bring up. You're <laughs> hilarious. So that's how we met. I was like, okay, hold on. So that's new, new angle yoga, Midtown, Oklahoma city. That's where you are now. And, um, I just adore your story. I just think it's so cool that you just have let things unfold as they may. And that it's just brought you this beautiful space. And there's something to be said about just launching into doing a 200 hour, teaching a 200 hour yoga teacher training. Like I just went through mine and my mind is boggled at what it would have been like to put that together for the first time. (laughs) And the fact that you just stepped out in faith and trust and knowing that that was the next best step for you. Um, And I kind of love your story of getting into yoga because I feel like the same thing happened to me. I had been to a few classes, similar thing where it was like, ah, you know, I could do yoga today instead of like go lift weights. And at some point I got really bored with the, the gym scene. Um, I was just bored of it. And so doing yoga was like this refreshing different thing, but I never really found like a home base. I had just been to a few classes here and there until I came to new angle yoga and similar to like your chai tea, you didn't serve me chai tea, but like I get what the chai tea did for you. It was like the sense of even those tea, it was just the sense of community. Um, and this like, and yes, well, you thought it was delicious. It probably made you feel a lot like I feel when I walk into new angle yoga, like this homey, like welcoming come as you are, um, space. And then I started coming like every single day. I think a part of it was because of the 30 day pass. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I'm getting everything out of this 30 days. 30 days of yoga. I did not do 30 days straight, but I was there quite often. And the more I was there, the more I was like, I really do enjoy how I feel after this. And like, there's something more than just, like you said, the asana. And I didn't know that at the time, Mm. that there was something more to the yoga thing. And then all of a sudden I'm in your 200 hour teacher training. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Like, um, out of, 
really out of the desire to just learn something new, not even necessarily to teach yoga, but um, to learn something new. And so we talked just a smidge before we hopped on about yoga as an access to living your best life. Can you like talk more to that, like in your own experience and what you've seen other people kind of create through the yoga world? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting when you say the, um, like there's so much more to the asana and you didn't know that. And I didn't know that really um, until you get into it. And I think some people still get a, have been on their mats for years and don't um, necessarily um, speak to that um, on like on a conscious level. But I will say like what I've seen is there's something that happens where people get to access their best life or like the life they want to be living in the moment of call it a, a warrior one pose. Um, because it, you know, warrior one, if you're not familiar with yoga is pretty simple, one foot forward, one foot back, two arms up to the ceiling and um, yeah, simple. And though then there's so much more to discover in it. And I think that's really where, um, even if you're not aware of it, when you get on your mat and you start to feel your body, and um, a big thing that we uh, focus on, particularly in Baptiste yoga, is uh, breathing in coordination with the movements of the body. And so all of a sudden you're alive in your body. And I think um, that just gives people access to really sensing their own um, like actual physical power that's in, the, in their body. And when you can align to that or even just realize that and witness that, I think it gives you a, a huge access to step into like whatever it is you want to have happen in your life. You want to go for a bigger job or, a, you know, um, start your own business or ask the guy out or, you know, ask for a raise, whatever it is, when you um, can sense into your own power, that just gets translated into your life. And so even if you don't, you know, in, in Baptiste Yoga, we do a lot of um, talk um, through um, the practice of like inquiry and discovering ourselves and, um, we aim to bring that into each of our classes as teachers. But then I've been to practices where it's pretty much just straightforward telling me what to do with my body. Mm -hmm. But that's where I know like underneath it, that access just to moving your body and tapping into your body. It just, like you can't help but get um, an experience of your own physical power. And when you tap into your own physical power, it's really like the life you want to have happen just becomes accessible. I love that you said that you get into the power of your body because um Kate Donnell and I were, um, if you haven't yet, go check out her episode a couple episodes back. We were talking about self-love and, and body image um, as an access to, to confidence. And she kind of presents the idea that a lot of times we live in this world in our heads. We're really a lot like up in this space. And when we're able to really get present in our body, it's almost inevitable that stuff is going to come up. And I know that I really didn't, I didn't know what it was that was happening, but there were quite a few times on my mat where like I did, I got really in touch with my body and I was really present. And then I like started giggling or like I had this like emotional, like bubbling up of like, um, like tears or anger or frustration. And it was like that tapping into the presence of my body gave me access to what's really going on as opposed to what's going on up here in my brain, like in the world of the mind drama and the fluffiness it kind <laughs> of can be. And it's interesting that now as I say that I can actually really feel the difference. Mm. 
like if you take yourself up your presence up to your head and you start thinking and like you get real fluffy and like nothing's concrete and then you come into your breath and you come into your body you feel grounded you feel grounded and you feel present Mm. and she talked about she's like everything is in the body like it all is here your emotions are manifesting here everything is here but we want to think about it (laughs) we want to like process it up here Uh uh-huh we want to write it down in our journals as opposed to like actually sitting with it. And I think that for me, I really loved Baptiste yoga because it is a powerful, it's an access to get really powerful. But for me, it was really meditative to come in. If you haven't done Baptiste yoga uh, journey in the power is what you practice. It's similar flow every single time. And for me, that was an act. I, I was able to access like um, groundedness and not, distraction because for me I've been to tons of different kinds of yoga classes and I don't know everything there is to know about yoga so I'd get on my mat and I'd be like what are you guys doing I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not present with my body because I'm trying to figure out what like Jill is doing in the front and I'm like your leg is kind of like as opposed to now I know the journey into power I come in I get on my mat I know what we're going to be moving through and after a couple of sessions I was like okay I'm comfortable with this so that I had an access to go deeper each time. Mm. And I wasn't up here in my head anymore. I was able to get really grounded. And for me, that was very meditative. Whereas other styles of yoga, I hadn't been able to access that before for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that mom. So my teacher, Baron Baptiste, and um, I'm doing, um, it's called fit to lead. It's a year long program, um, that he's leading this year. And so we meet quarterly and we were just, I was just in park city with him a few weeks ago. And, um, we spent a week really talking, um, not just talking actually, cause <laughs> we do some talking, but the, the whole point is actually of living and experiencing, mm-hmm. um, what it is to live, what, what, um, he refers to out here and that, Really, when um when I'm living, which you know me and a lot of us spend most of our life um, like living in our head, and that that's really like the the subjective self, and it's always running. And when um we spent a week really being in the experience and the practice of living out with people, and um it's just it's a really powerful, easy. It's like where flow happens. Um, and so one one thing that we focused on that week was getting present to when we're not out here and more when we're just up in our head. And it's really like a heavy place to be inside of my little head. Um, but really just like, and, and that's one of the reasons I love teaching yoga is when I step into the um, room with people, it's a, it's a practice, but I also just find it for myself a lot easier to be out with people and being the experience of living with people as I'm looking at their bodies moving and I'm talking to bodies moving and seeing, you know, I say spread your fingers and the fingers go wide. It's like real life happening um, versus if I'm um, home, even doing the dishes, I can get caught, you know, in my head of like, oh my gosh, I've got all this to do. I've got that to do. What's my husband going to think about this? And it's just like, ah, it's just a heaviness and it's not even real. It's just uh, stuff in your head. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's stuff that, has either already happened and you're reliving it for whatever horrible reason or like stuff that hasn't happened yet. And so, mm-hmm. um, I feel like the quote is that if you're living in, um, anxiety, you're living too much in the, in the, um, future. Mm-hmm. And if you're living in regret and guilt, 
you're living too much in the past. Yeah. And so there's like that middle ground. Of course, we have to let our brain, like you need to use your brain. Please don't stop using your brain. You need it <laughs> to like keep you, you know, you need, you've got stuff to do and you there, there's a reason that our brain is running. But like, it, like you said, it's that like subconscious self that we're always living with. Mm-hmm. And when we don't get present to what all of the stuff that we need to do is causing in our emotions and in our like physical body, it becomes either anxiety inducing or over like regret and overwhelm Mm -hmm. because everything is manifesting in our body all the time. It's just a matter of if we're going to be present to it. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about being out here. That's one reason why I really, really love, I could, I could sit and talk all day long. Guys, don't get me wrong (laughs) by myself. But I loved the idea of bringing people into the space of this podcast so that I can live out, even though I'm recording this over a screen, I'm, I'm out here with you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in the practice of being out here, it, it can be like through a screen or even um, when um, people don't even need to be with me for me to be out here with them. It's just like, yeah, I know. Like I've got some good friends all over the world now and I can just think about them and be out here with them or sit in my head and think about it. And it's, um, it's, it it is, it's like really getting into the body. And so if I just, Oh yeah. Like, what does it feel like when I think of my friend Julie who is in, um, you know, Portland right now, that she's a good friend of mine from Singapore and, um, accessing like what I feel brings me into the present moment of my relationship with her, even though she's not here right now. Yeah. I love that. And something that you said a lot while we were in um, our 200 hour teacher training um, was when we were doing that process of inquiry was what are you feeling right now in your Mm -hmm. physical body? What are you feeling right now? And I didn't realize how powerful that was until I did. (laughs) Like it was like (laughs) a little while in and I'm like, ah, got it. Mm. I see that it's like you, when you start talking about something and you start outwardly processing something, it very quickly goes from being a physical manifestation to being you talking and then getting up into the, that mind space again. And it very quickly can move up and out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hold on. Like we need to tap back into what, this is what's happening here Mm. in the physical body. And so I don't have a question to go with that. (laughs) That's it. She's good. So it's like, yeah, like coming back to that physical and it doesn't have to be any big, huge emotion. It can just be like, Oh, I love Julie. She's the best. And she makes my cheeks hurt from smiling. Like, (laughs) and that's, but that's in the body as opposed to just like thinking about it up in your brain. Yeah. And I think that's what, like when I, I'm um, going back to, you know, the, what we talked about with being in the physical body on the mat, it's just, it's, you are asked to get present to your physical body. And mm-hmm. so you get present to your whole life. <laughs> yeah. And I want to talk, I actually do really want to talk about this because I feel like people who haven't done yoga are just not going to get that. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is I wouldn't have either even six months ago, I think, um, mm-hmm. what is that whatever you do on your mat, however you show up on your mat is how you're going to show up in your life. Mm. And it really is, it can be the same thing 
for the gym rats out there, for people who swim or you do lacrosse, it doesn't matter when you're in your physical body, however you show up in that is how you're going to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you get present to what's going on with the emotional connection there, it's even more powerful. Cause when you get tapped in your body, it's like step one. Mm-hmm. And then step two is you're in your body, feeling your feelings, what's coming up. And that really gives access to then take that off of the mat or out of the pool or wherever mm-hmm. out of the gym. So do you want to talk more to that? Like, how has that manifested in your life? And like, just kind of, I just want to talk about it a little bit more to give, I mean, that was a pretty succinct description, but for someone who's never experienced that, what does that even look like? When, um, so I, I did a lot of, um, sports or primarily gymnastics, um, growing up. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I was really into running. I ran um, several marathons. And yeah, those, those uh, physical activities definitely brought me into like my own power, as we we're mentioning, and into discovery of, you know, and, and all those things are great. And I think um, for me with um, gymnastics, it was very competitive. And so there was always this sort of outcome to perform better. Um, and I, I think a lot of athletes feel that. And um, and then for me, even running, there was that competitiveness of like beat my own time or a lot of times what happened for me when I would train on those longer runs, um, it would almost be um, my method of getting better at running was to numb out. Mm. Right? Like when I would get to, you know, mile 16, I would have this self-talk, but like ignore what I was feeling in my body because I didn't know, I, I didn't think, I don't, that's just what I did. I don't know why yeah. I did it, but I did it. And I don't think I was alone in that. And um, I think what um, one of the things yoga does, which is challenging for some people that are, um, have a history of um, competitive sports, is that there, it's not about competition. It's not about, there's no um, real goal in yoga in terms of, um, you know, performing in a certain way or, and we can set goals, um, Mm -hmm. to like nail a pose or to practice more consistently and that sort of thing. But ultimately there's no goal in yoga. The goal is just to be yourself. And I think that that's where it's a little bit different for me and my experience than, um, other sports programs or, you know, going to CrossFit or going to the gym is that it's, there's just something quieter about the practice and yet it's really physically challenging at the same time. Um, so it's almost like more balanced maybe to say than, um, some other forms of sport or exercise that I've experienced. Um, I mean, and I'm just speaking from my own experience here on it. Yeah. And I kind of also want to presence the fact that yoga is physically challenging. So if you're (laughs) listening to this, (laughs) hello, yoga, can be physically challenging. It can also be flow and ease and you can step into it and not physically challenge yourself. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's your, that's your choice. Um, but if you go to a, a Baptiste yoga power flow, class, you are going to ch- physically challenge yourself. I know that that was the misconception that I had was like that yoga was like showing up and candles and oming and like there wasn't a lot of physical movement to it. Like I, I didn't, grasp I think that there's kind of this idea that yoga is really not quote-unquote hard on the body and so it's not a physical workout I know that I've definitely heard this before in the like 
because I came from the health world, the personal, you know, personal trainer, like kind of world. And like yoga is not, yoga is not hard. That's what you do to like, like you, you're like, I'm going to run and then I'm going to stretch. Yeah. And so like, it's a reprieve from actually working out, <laughs> but it's not, it's yeah. not, it really is an actual like physical workout. If that's what you want it to be. I know that there have been days that I've been on my mat where I did not push myself physically because I knew that that's not what I needed. Mm. I needed to be there. I needed to be in the practice of being in my body, but like I basically crawled through, like it's like I've crawled through classes before and that's also okay. But I know that I've also like become very, very strong in classes before. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's so yoga, yoga in its um, purest definition, it means to yoke or to become one. And if something is one, it's whole. And mm. if something's whole, it's balanced. And um, so it really is just that, like that, yeah, there are times where it's just step on the mat and focus on, I do need to stretch more, like my body feels really tight. And so that's what I really love about yoga. Like I can step on the mat and say like, I need this next hour to stretch my body out. Like I, I did go run eight miles yesterday as hard as I could and my joints are all cramped, my muscles are all cramped up and my joints are sore. So I'm gonna stretch versus, um, you know, I, I need to get stronger. I'm going to focus this whole practice on just hugging in my muscles and developing my core stability. And then ultimately the, you know, the practice is to find a balance of those. But if you're stepping in with um, something, so in yoga, we call it stira sukha, stira being like the firmness, the earthiness, the strength, and sukha being more like softness and ease. And so, um, when I step on my mat, it's like, well, if I'm full of stira, add sukha. If I'm full of sukha, add stira. And that is something that I can just bring into all the aspects of life too. Like in a, my business, there's times where in my business, it's just like, I've just got to be lazy and not getting shit done. And then I recognize that and hone in. Um, and like you said, what you do on the mat is what you do in life. And like, I'll notice when I'm being lazy in business, I'm also la lazy or maybe not even getting on my mat. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's other times where I'm so intense about it all and um, I'm just like going 150 miles an hour and that doesn't serve me either and then I'll recognize like oh yeah my, my practice is being like super intense and not really caring for um, or not really adding um, ease into my practice and caring for my body the way I need to so yeah and I love that you bring that up just because there you get to have balance in your life you get to choose like I was talking to my best friend um, earlier today, Mac, and I, I messaged her and I was like, this week and last week are like absolutely insane. And I was like, who sets your calendar, Amber? It's you. <laughs> Guess what? You're the adult. You're the one setting your calendar. And I get to add ease to my calendar. Mm. I get to. I just have, yeah. to, I have to be present to it. And the fact that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that translates into yoga and yoga translates into your life because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that can be whatever physical practice it just, but yoga really does presence it. I, I think so much more than if you go to the gym and lift weights and tune, you know, I, I that's what I did. I turned on a, an audio book that I was into, or I turn on some like loud music and I just lift weights and just do my squats and be done. Mm -hmm. And never have tuned into my body. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I just worked out for an hour and didn't ever tune into my physical body. It's like, how is that possible? But we do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens is you, you know, you'll get stronger. You go lift weights, you're like going to get stronger. And though, um, you, in my experience of just like kind of moving through the motions and it can happen on a yoga mat too, let's be honest. But, um, the experience of just moving through the motions is then you, that's what happens when you go back into, um, your life. I mean, you're in your life when you're practicing and working out, but that's what happens when you get back to your job or into the, into the conversations with mm-hmm. real people is that you'll just kind of go through the motions and be like, well, I've been doing all this work at the gym. I should be stronger. I should be feeling better. And though you're not really present to it, you are physically stronger, but without actually getting to feel it or recognize it. I don't know. It just doesn't really translate very well. And so what you're saying, <laughs> I feel like I've brought this to, to interview like the last four interviews that I've done is it all boils down to mindfulness. <laughs> it all boils down to us being intentional about what we're doing in our minds and in our bodies, like mm-hmm. <laughs> baseline. That's it. Yep. Tap back into what is actually going on and being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like, I love what I'm doing right now because it's a holistic view of the human being we have to get in our bodies when we're working out, but Mm -hmm. we still do the mind thing and we're in our mind and we're like tapped out and we need to get into our minds to be mindful about what's going on in there and feel or feel like we have to find Stira and Sukha in everything that we're doing, not just one aspect. Cause I know Mm -hmm. that that's, I, that's where I struggled in my health journey was it was like, I'd be so good. I'd be 150,000% on one thing. And because I was so fire about this one thing, everything else would kind of like fall to the side mm-hmm. and this like doggedness. And then it's like, oh, now my workouts are kind of slipping. And then I'd slip on one thing. And then it was like, because I couldn't find balance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always like teeter tottering mm-hmm. as opposed to finding a consistent balanced rhythm in my life, which then transferred into, I'm like, oh, this all affects everything, doesn't it? That's so interesting how that works because my health affects, you know, my business and my business affects my marriage and my marriage affects my relationships with others. And if I am a hundred percent on for two weeks, but then 0% on because I burnt myself out, that doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. So I'm super excited. (laughs) I love talking to you. So we're going to have Trish on again. Don't you guys worry. I brought this in because I haven't read it today. Uh, I can't see it. It's called Journey to the Heart by <laughs> Melody Beattie. We read this a lot in um, our 200-hour teacher training. I normally try to go by the date, but I'm actually just going to do what we did in teacher training and open it randomly. <laughs> so send your vibes, all of your vibes. What day are we going to open it to? June 11th. Be honest with yourself. What are you feeling deep down inside? Ooh, I already can tell that this is like, it's already on theme. <laughs> what are you feeling deep down inside? Under the anger, under the rage, under the numb, I don't care, it doesn't matter. Are you really just feeling scared, hurt, abandoned? Go more deeply into yourself and your emotions than you have ever gone before. Be more honest with yourself than you have ever been before. The way to joy The way to heart is tender, soft, gentle, and honest. The way to the heart is to be vulnerable. You don't have to be so brave. You don't have to be so strong. 
You don't always have to walk away with your head held high saying, I can handle this. I've been through worse before. Become angry if you must, feel your rage if it's there, go numb once in a while, but then take a chance and go a little deeper. Go way down deep inside, see what's there, take a look, risk being vulnerable with yourself. Love yourself and all your emotions. Be as honest with yourself as you can be. Say how you really feel. <laughs> what do you think, Trish? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, in the, the, the be honest with yourself, it's so where, what, what comes up for me when you read that is um, in the opening of a studio. So we, New Angle Yoga just opened a um, little over seven months ago now. And um, I love it. And opening, a, <laughs> opening a business is, um, is, it's got a lot of challenge. I'll just put it that way. And um, if I'm honest with myself, some of the things that um, aren't happening in my business is it's not because I can't, it's just, it's, it's, I'm just saying I don't want to. Um, and I actually, this, um, weekend, my husband and I, um, you know, did a lot of talking about like the, the direction of new angle yoga going into 2020. And some of those conversations were, were not easy. And, um, if I'm honest with myself is because of where, um, things aren't working is because I'm really scared to do it. <laughs> and it's not that I don't, you know, I'll say like, well, I don't know what step to take, or I don't know who to call, or I don't know who to hire and, um, and really what that's putting me into, um, or really what that's coming from is like the fear that I'll do it wrong or that yeah. I'll get rejected. And where that leaves me is out of action, which is just, I mean, an ultimate way to fail a business is don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's your guaranteed success if you get in action, but I am saying you're guaranteed failure if you don't take action. And, um, and yeah, it's just like looking at, I spent a lot of time this weekend looking at why some of the things I'm not doing are not happening. And um, it all boils down to, because I'm scared of rejection and failure. And, um, but getting really present to that, like I woke up today, like really, um, just like really ready for, for the day and for taking action. Even, even though like some of the things I know to do are kind of, um, yeah, I've got some, like discomfort around them. They're a little like uncomfortable. I don't know what's going to happen, but when I can come from just that empowering context of, um, I can do it and um, I don't need to run away from that fear. I don't need to numb out from that fear, but I can actually just step right into that fear and take action anyway. It's, it actually becomes really exciting. I, this all just goes really well with, um, this morning, actually my business coach, she was like, Amber, the fear is always going to be there. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to skirt around it. Like if you numb out to it, it's still going to be there. And as soon as you stop numbing out to it, it will still be there. So like no matter what you do, there is going to be fear and discomfort in doing new things and stepping into new things. Um, I had a friend say to me recently that she just really wanted she was like, I just want stability and some routine and for like life to just like level out. And I was just like, if your life is stable and it's routine and it's leveled out, A, it sounds like it's going to be really boring. <laughs> B, there's something wrong there. It means that you have leveled out, you've plateaued and you've started to numb. 
to what you're being called to, to the next best step for your life. And in taking those next best steps, whatever they may be in your business, in your personal life, in your marriage, um, fear is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And unless we're present to it, like you said, like you're like, I just kind of was like, I don't know what to do as an access to cover up the fact that <laughs> what really is happening is you're scared. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it doesn't feel good to say like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> like, uh-huh. But in stepping through that fear is where you're going to find success and your courage and, you know, opportunity. And so I love that. If you haven't yet, guys, go buy this book, Journey to the Heart. It'll get you every time. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, I just love you so much. I'm so thankful that you were able to be on with me today. And let's wrap it up with an affirmation, just with what we've talked about, what's here for you now in form of an affirmation. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'll narrow it down into some words, but um, it helps me if I just talk out loud right now. Yeah, go um, for it. Because uh, and just in summarizing, um, you know what we've talked about today. I've and some of the points that are, are here with me right now is like to to access what you feel in your body um, in, a, mm-hmm. in the physical form. Um, we talked about it just now, and it's really um, powerful. Is like acknowledging that um, when fear is what you feel in your physical body. And let me let me just say something real quick on that. Like we don't actually feel fear. We feel, um, you know, maybe butterflies in your stomach or closing in your throat or a, a tightness in your chest, and it'll manifest differently for different people, but um, start to notice like those physical feelings um, and how you identify that as fear. But, mm, um, yeah, yeah, I like that you said that. You don't actually feel fear. You feel something in your physical body, which is yeah. alerting you to, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And often when um, I'm, I'm scared, it's like, well, what do I feel? Okay. Well, there, I feel that again, I tend to get some tightness in the back of my chest and um, just like little uneasy shoulders may come up um, like tightness in the upper traps too. And, um, and so um, when I feel that it's um, well, one thing else to say is like, consider that that's just an excitement <laughs> and that there's mm-hmm. something on the other side of it. But, um, all right, let me, t- let me wrap this up into an affirmation. Um, I want to say, be present to what you feel in your body and move forward anyway. Let's change it to, I am present. Okay. Yep. to what I feel in my body and I can move forward anyways. Does that feel yep. more powerful? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Say it again. Yeah. And actually I'm going to drop the anyways. Cause it's like, whatever you feel, you're going to move forward. So um, how about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I am present to what I feel in my body. I don't like move forward. Um, cool. Let's change it. I am, just I am present to what I feel in my body and I live powerfully. Woo! I love that. That one landed. That's great. <laughs> that is yeah. perfect. Um, I just love everything that you're standing for at New Angle Yoga. So if you find yourself in Oklahoma City, definitely check out New Angle Yoga. It's amazing. It's a wonderful place. Like I said, when I walk in there, I feel like I'm at home. And that has been the case since the first day I walked in there. Um, and Trish is amazing. Do you have any last 
like words for us, shameless promotions, what's going on in your world that you can tell us about, and then any last nuggets of wisdom. Well, yeah, well, if you're in Oklahoma City, like Amber said, come see us at New Angle Yoga. And if you're not in Oklahoma City or not going to be here um, anytime soon, look around, um, just Google, go to baptisteyoga.com. There are Baptiste-affiliated yoga studios all over the world, literally. Um, so if you've said no to yoga before for whatever reason, try a Baptiste Power Yoga class. I, I promise it's a different experience than what you'll get at other styles of yoga. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Go do Baptiste Power Yoga and, and do yoga and uh, go live your best life. I love that. I will be linking to um, all of the things for Trish uh, as well as the Baptiste website. So you don't have to do any Googling. You can just click <laughs> on it. And then I would encourage you also to just go follow, uh, go follow New Angle Yoga on, on Instagram and on Facebook and just give them a like and a shout out from us um, at the Soul Journer podcast. Just say hey. And that's another incredible way to support Trish um, and New Angle Yoga here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so, thank you. We're just yeah, at New Angle Yoga. Yeah, I will link to everything so you do not have to do anything yeah. at all. <laughs> you can just click. Again, this was so awesome. I'm so glad that you were here with me. Um, say goodbye to the Soul Journers. Thank you, Amber. Love you. Love you guys. Bye.